from the All Indiana Podcast Network. For moms, it's a podcast just for moms. You need to share this with the mothers of the world. Filled with conversation and information. That would be wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Stories, advice, interviews, and more. This is great. It's just so fantastic. This is Mapping Out Motherhood with Wish TV's Nina Criscola. It is World Doula Week, so... This week, we are talking to certified doula and birth photographer, Lindsay Renee Mason, about what a doula is. Have you had one at your birth? Are you thinking about hiring one for an upcoming birth? She was at my pandemic birth, and we'll talk all about that and what she's learned through this incredible journey of being a doula next on Mapping Out Motherhood. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Mapping Out Motherhood. I am very excited this week. I have my friend and my personal doula and birth photographer, Lindsay Renee Mason, here with us. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Nina. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Of course. First and foremost, you are a mom. Yes. So tell us about your kids. So I have four total. I have one who is a 17-year-old, my stepson. And then um, my daughter just turned 11 last week. And then my other daughter, she's eight, and my youngest is four. That's amazing. Yeah. So we are we are bonded as mothers of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And you're also a birth photographer and a doula. Um, started out as a birth photographer. Kind I of did. talk to me how you got into that um, realm of photography. Yeah. So I bought my first, I guess, big camera in 2015, and I just initially went into it. Um, thinking I'm going to do, you know, mom photography. I'm going to take pictures of my kids, my friends' kids, you know. And then um, I took a course through Click and Moms, and um, she had the woman, the photographer that I did a uh, breakout course through, had something in regards to Fresh 48 photography, and she showed us how to um, do those Fresh 48 uh, photos in the hospital. And I just fell in love with that scenario. And so I got more, I kind of dived into it, went down the rabbit hole and (laughs) noted, and I found other birth photographers and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing, you know? And so yeah, ever since then, I've decided that I wanted, that was what I wanted to do. So I kind of niched myself into birth photography, so. I love birth photography. There is like, Nothing I am uncomfortable with when looking at the pictures. I mean, it can be uh, a picture of the placenta, a head crowning. I mean, I don't care. I think it is all beautiful. Yes. Is that how you feel about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the And it's so weird. It's like, you know, my husband and I'm sure other people are kind of like, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for me, the more 
raw it is, the better of an image it is. Like I love the ones where I think I have this image where the mom's holding the baby right after and um, she's got like a streak of blood on her on her yes. arm, you know, and I'm like, oh, I, I caught that in yes. the image. And I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. Yes, so I love, I love it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you did attend my birth uh, back in October. Thank you so much for being there. Yes. I, the, I, those pictures are so important to me. Um, and you've attended a lot of births. Do you remember anything from mine? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember the whole thing from start to finish. When I got there, um, I felt like I was coming home because that's where I birthed mine. And it was just, yeah, amazing. I remember, I think, the most monumental part about your birth was when, you know, Claire was born. Mm -hmm. And you knew it was a girl at that moment. Yeah. And you just, <laughs> you know, was it was shock. It was awe. And you were just, you instantly tears because, you know, we always cry after we have mm -hmm. our babies. I might be tearing up a little bit Well, right it's now. such an adrenaline rush. <laughs> it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and that was, like, the biggest thing for me. I yeah. love... I love that. That so. was a fun moment because, as you know, there's that little rush of like, all right, it's time to push. And, and they wanted you kind of back in this corner over mm -hmm. my left shoulder, and, and it ended up being a, a beautiful spot, you know. But um, uh, at, at, at that point, it was like everybody realized that we didn't know what the baby was and that right. we had three boys. Mm -hmm. And so it was this, like, group squeal <laughs> it was, yes. when it was a girl and yes. uh and you captured those moments for us now yeah. talk to me about how that life as a birth photographer mm -hmm. moved you into becoming a doula so for so many years i i've always loved photography even from when i was a child i always had a camera in my hand um but for the years that i was a birth photographer um let's see i got my birth certification late 2019 and um, doula certification. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Is that what I said? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was kind of not necessarily pushed to the side, but in the birth room as just the photographer, I noticed a lot of um, injustices happening. There were a lot of uneducated clients um, who didn't understand how birth really worked, um, or they had a nurse who was having a bad day. Um, or they had an OBGYN who was deciding that this is the thing, these are the things that they were going to do for their birth plan. But, you know, there are alternatives and, you know, my, but my clients didn't have the knowledge to decide otherwise, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's not to say you can't trust your providers because you can, um, but it's always good to have somebody there that is knowledgeable about birth and, um, knows how to support you and advocate for you. So did you feel like kind of voiceless in those moments Absolutely. when you weren't yes. an a, a certified doula? That's exactly how I felt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I decided that I did want to get my doula certification so that I can combine the services and be able to offer that support if my clients choose to have it. Yes. Yeah. And, and you and I talked about this. You were a young mom. Yes. How old were you when you first gave birth? So I was 19. Yes. Talk to me now, retrospectively looking back, how clueless were you? <laughs> I was and not so because you were 19, because so I was clueless naive. at 26. Right. So I'm not well, saying that that has to do with your age. but Yeah, it's circumstantial, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, because I do have clients who grow up in a setting where they're very knowledgeable about birth. Um, I just didn't happen to come from a family like that. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom, um, she didn't even breastfeed me. So it was something that we were all kind of naive to. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I didn't have that guidance. I didn't 
when I got pregnant, I was, you know, I was excited, of course, to have my child, my first kid, but I didn't even realize that I needed to take the initiative to educate myself on how to have this baby. And I think that is a vital thing going into parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I didn't know. I am with you. Like, I look back at my first birth, and I thought I was good. I'm like, I know what I want. I know what I'm going to do. And, you know, I feel like I wish I had somebody there to say, hey, wait, I don't know if this is the best decision, or have you thought about this? You know, for instance, I I was induced with my first, and I did not need to be. I did. Looking back, there was no reason for that doctor to induce me, and it led to an unnecessary C-section. And I know now that when other women talk about inductions, sometimes I'm like, hey, I know you probably don't want my advice, but I just want to share my experience with you because I wish somebody had just said that to me, you know, and said, hey, just it's your decision. Make your decision. But Mm -hmm. this is here's something to think about. And I feel like that is so often what doulas can do ahead of time, but also during that high adrenaline time in the delivery room. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's so important to be able to have that guidance because even if you do know about birth and you know the process and you know your options and you have your birth plan laid out, um, when you get into that moment, it's kind of visceral and you're not really thinking Mm -hmm. about anything else other than what you're going through in that moment. So it's always good to have somebody that can say, hey, this is what, you know, you're being offered. What would you like to choose? And just somebody to hold your hand because that's what doulas do, <laughs> and um, guide you. So I was going, I, and I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, talk to me about some of the experiences you've had. You wrote about this a little bit this week, as mm-hmm. it's been World Doula Week. How hands-on have you been in some births? Um, have you been surprised by how open people are to kind of letting you be right in on the process? Yeah, so I'm not very surprised by how they are because – I feel like everyone in the birthing room and, and who's going through pregnancy, they, they, they're instinctively reaching out to people anyway, um, and they want someone to be close, you know. As far as being hands-on, I've, I've gone from, you know, not being hands-on at all to having to set my camera aside for the majority of the birth and do, you know, hip squeezes or counter pressure elsewhere and just kind of running back and forth getting washcloths and feeling filling up water and stuff like that and so it it just depends on each mother's needs Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so yeah for someone who's expecting or wants to have more children what can you tell them about the role a doula plays because I I think I think doula is becoming a term that we actually know nowadays I feel like just a few years ago it was like well what's a doula I feel like we're getting familiar with the term, but there's still probably a lot of people who don't completely understand what a doula does. Yeah, so a doula, the word doula actually means servant. So um, to me, a doula is somebody who is there to serve you overall, but, you know, to gauge how you need to be served. So there are people who like to labor untouched, and um, there are people who love... (laughs) That's me, that's totally me. (laughs) And there are people who, you know, need more Mm hands-on, so... Um, a doula is a versatile word for someone who offers support in your, and I like to say in your parent, in your parenting journey, because it's not just in birth, you know, we help you, uh, during pregnancy and postpartum, you know, so it's really just an entire parenthood journey (laughs) (laughs) and we're there, we're there for it. So it's just overall versatile support. Yeah. is what it means to me. And such good timing for you, and you could have never seen this coming, but you got your certification just a few months before the pandemic. And uh, that's amazing because it allowed for you to be in the room uh, with moms like me. Um, 
it's important to note that if you are pregnant right now, you can have a doula with you in most hospitals, mm -hmm. and that does not substitute your partner being in the room. No, absolutely. Yeah. So the hospitals quickly realized the mistake that they made when they shut down access to doulas. Mm -hmm. um, and Indiana quickly turned that around. I think it was mm, April, May that they started realizing that, hey, we can't close the door to doulas. Um, so yeah, and we've been allowed in there ever since. And a lot of hospitals are actually allowing two visitors now. So you can have your partner, a visitor, and your doula, which is awesome. I think two is nice because don't you feel mm -hmm. like so many women have been like, you? I mean, you've got to have your partner there. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, now my mom can't come. And that's like that other vital person, I yes. think. And, and not for everyone. Not everybody wants no, their mom no. in their room, and that's fine. But maybe it's their sister or their mm -hmm. best friend. And there's often that one support person outside their spouse that they right. really, really want in there, I, I should say, partner. Talk to me about the pandemic, though. You've been in a lot of rooms before that. Mm -hmm. Is there any benefit to maybe a, a, a smaller group of people in the room? Or do you kind of long for the times where we can just have a whoever we want in there? Um, I go back and forth. You know, I love having, I guess, a room full or a house full, you know. Um, it's really neat to see how they react to, you know, their family member or their friend going through birth and labor. Um, and so it, it just depends. I mean, truthfully, I don't mind either way. Um, whoever you want to support you to be there, I'm, I'm, I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever works for you. You bring up a really important note that I haven't brought up. I keep talking about hospitals. Mm -hmm. And you, um, there are home births, mm -hmm. and that's been an option that a lot of women have considered during the pandemic, but before the pandemic, too. It's been on the rise in Indiana. It's a surprisingly safe option. I'm going to say that on here because I've done a lot of research on this. Talk to me about home births and, yeah. and what you've experienced in that realm. So with home birth, it's just something that you kind of walk into and it's like you're walking into this extra sacred space. You know what I mean? And um, that's why I like to meet with my clients in their home before the home birth so that I can kind of be in their personal space because it's different working walking into a birth room you know you you had to go to a new place i went into a new place with you so it's kind of different but when you're going to someone's home it's just so personal so um it, it's just a magical thing not to say that hospital births aren't but hospital rooms tend to kind of look the same mm -hmm. so you walk into a new place a new home and you see that they've got the birth pool set up. They've got their twinkle lights hung up on oh, the wall. Yes. They've got their birth affirmations hung up. You know, they've got um, essential oils going and music playing. And, you know, you can have a lot of those things at the hospital as well. But, you know, at, the, at, the, um, at a home birth, you get to see all the little siblings, you know, who are going to watch their, um, their new sibling be born. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's really it's kind of a magic that happens, you know what I mean, when you go to a home birth. And so. we should note that a home birth is not an unattended birth. No. I think people would be incredibly surprised what these midwives um, bring to the table and the amount of skills that they have. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I yeah. do think there's a misconception that a home birth is right. like we're going back 70 years and these women are by themselves yeah, and yeah, that's no. not what's going on no absolutely not so most home births are attended with a, a midwife and they the midwife um, usually brings a uh, birth assistant or two and then if they have a student midwife that they're training they'll bring them along as well um, one of the midwives that I work with a lot um, she is so skilled in what she does she does have a student midwife and I've seen her 
work in situations that, you know, almost you you kind of look at, you're like, wow, how did they know what to do in that moment in time? And everything turns, you know, turns out fine. And, and it's great um, seeing them work and know instinctively what they need to do next. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's amazing watching um, the indie midwives do that and we only have a handful of home birth midwives here i can name five maybe yeah and and so it's incredible that they pull their resources together they back up for each other when they when they need you know someone to be on call for them Mm -hmm. um and and it's just it's amazing how how it's like a well-oiled machine i i guess you could say when you see them work absolutely i have several friends who um gave birth at home and a few family members too and they just talk about how peaceful it is and how nice it is to sleep in your own bed that first night (laughs) and have the siblings close. And I've had a few, or I shouldn't say a few, I've had two babies in February. So they were both flu season babies. Mm -hmm. So their siblings couldn't come and there was a little bit more restrictions at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then I had a pandemic baby. So I only had one baby who was allowed to have a sibling come to the hospital and meet them. And and that is something that you kind of miss out on because that's a really... That's a really big day in their lives. Absolutely. When yeah. a sibling comes in. So our sibling introductions have always been in the in the carrier coming, coming home. home. And that's I mean, they're sweet. Right. But yes. it's just a little different. Yeah, it <laughs> is different. It is. Um it's a it's a magical thing to see um, you know, a sibling, especially a younger sibling, come up to their new baby brother or sister and just kind of pat their freshly born head, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it's it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah, so. and let yeah. them see what birth really looks like not not this um kind of image that we've learned through media which is often so different than what childbirth really is right and that gets back to your photography because i just i love it so much i want to make sure people know where to find you yeah you're on instagram you're on facebook um tell everyone where to find your yeah so um instagram i really love because it just you pull up the platform and it's just pictures so I am Indiana birth photographer on Instagram. I do have Facebook. However, I've um, had my page deleted a few times. So it's been Let's talk <laughs> kind about of this. a wild ride. That's because <laughs> everything is showing in childbirth and people don't like that. Can yeah. we just like talk about that for a minute? Because I've had to really think about what images that you took mm-hmm. that I would share on social media because in my capacity, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. And I know that these are very private parts of my body. I completely understand that. Right. But I told you earlier, like, I'm comfortable with it all. Like, yeah. I think it's beautiful. Is it frustrating for you that, that sometimes these pictures get flagged on Facebook and that yes. someone's kind of a- offended by maybe seeing a breast or a yeah. baby being born? Yes, it is so frustrating. Um, and it and a lot of times it's not even that. It's just Facebook in general, the the censoring mm-hmm. um, automatically flags it and so I struggle with the fact that birth was supposed to be uncensored on Facebook I think in 2018 they passed that and that and my page got deleted after that and so it was like <laughs> what am I doing wrong <laughs> yeah um, and it was due to a crowning image I know exactly which one it was and um, yeah it, it's frustrating to you know gain all of that following and then have your page deleted not once but twice Mm -hmm. so no I am with you on that (laughs) and I mean I want to talk about this a little bit because I love the pictures that you took of me nursing Claire right Mm -hmm. after she was born and and to me I think that is so important and I nurse in front of my sons yeah 
but we live in a world that there's still, especially a, a generation that's like, Ooh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have that out right in front of your right. eight-year-old son. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm feeding my baby. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's something that, you know, I, I think we're kind of phasing out of that, thankfully. Um, we have more of the generation where it's like, okay, I'm going to feed my baby however they need to be fed. If you've got a problem with it, maybe, you know, just don't look. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with you. I breastfed, breastfed my son until he was um, three and a half. And so, you know, I and my daughters are older. I didn't ever have a problem um, breastfeeding in front of them or anything like that. And, you know, even like other family members coming over, I did not care. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's just something that... You know, if you if you want to cover up, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think, you know, my baby would want to have a blanket over, you know, over his head while he's eating. But if you want to, that's perfectly fine. That's your choice. Um, but, yeah, as far as shaming for, for breastfeeding in public or wherever, you know, I don't I don't appreciate that at all. I know, <laughs> yes. And I just, I, I, I think it's so important to have the images that you take out mm-hmm. there in mainstream because yeah. I want young people women and girls to see birth in the positive peaceful amazing light that it is yeah and in, instead of kind of hidden away yeah absolutely i think that the imagery of that is so powerful it shows them that you can um get through those moments you know because you're visually seeing that other people other women have and it's it's a beautiful thing to realize that and to go through it um and i think the images help you know, other people as well, especially young people who don't know a lot about birth, uh, motherhood, breastfeeding, and and those things. Yeah, yeah. and I just think it boils down to even image issues and and seeing that not all breasts look the same and, you know, that it's, like, that's okay. And the way our bodies look when we're giving birth is still beautiful. Gosh, you're, yeah, all of it. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, you, you. Um, I have a lot of clients who kind of approach the situation with, well, you know, how do you plan to use my images once uh, you've edited them and sent them off to me? You know, and I let them know. Well, first and foremost, they're yours. So if you don't want them shared, I'm not going to share them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not in it to share your photos. I would or love exploit to. someone right. that doesn't want that. No, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I would love to because I love um, everyone being you know what we talked about as far as being seeing those images and uh, realizing that birth isn't just a one-way street I guess you could call it and um, but yeah so if they do have those questions you know I just explained to them that it does affect other people to see those mm-hmm. and um, and yeah it's just a, a gorgeous thing for for them to see you experience that and go through that and know that they can do it too and look beautiful doing it because mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, like you said, they do have image or body um, issues as far as that goes. And and I think that when they see their own images, that just changes completely. They're mm-hmm. like, wow, <laughs> I've never looked so beautiful. You know, yeah, and it's absolutely. true. I think women birthing are so gorgeous. And so, powerful. Yes, and all empowering. of the amazing things. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you do a wonderful job. Thank you. You absolutely have a gift. I know that um, I, I really wanted you there for those images that I love so much but your presence was important to me that day too and uh, I just am so glad you were there for those moments and on World Doula Week I had to have you come chat with me (laughs) of course Indiana Birth Photographer you can find her on Instagram and uh, reach out to her you're always booking I know you're booked a little bit out though aren't you I am yeah so I'm filled up past um, 
into September. So I'm winter 2021. Blessings. Hit me, hit me up. <laughs> blessings, blessings. Yes. Okay, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on Mapping Tina. Out Motherhood. It was very, very fun chatting with yes, you. Yes, thank you. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's Mapping Out Motherhood. Happy Doula Week. If you want to learn more about doula services or see Lindsay's birth photography, make sure you find her Indiana birth photographer. And make sure you subscribe so you can catch next week's episode. Have a good one. From Wish TV, this is Mapping Out Motherhood. Discover more at wishtv.com. And when you follow Wish TV on Facebook, check out more podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.